Let's do it. Just preparing my voice. Getting getting the alien out. Books. Books. It's a complicated process. Normally I do it in the car before I come in just because I sound like an insane person. But books. Hello, hello, hello. A little pitchy. I hated it. I hello loved it. Hello and it. welcome. Hate, hello love, hate, love, hate, love. Top, wah, wah. Middle. Wah, 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 Middle. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> We're good. Good. I am prepared. All right, good. Hello and welcome to the Better the Bookshelf podcast, episode 44. In this episode, we are doing our 2019 recap. We're just going to talk about every book that we've that we've read and uh, see if we feel any differently about any episode that we've put out there. I am Ryan, and with me is my good buddy and fellow host, Jacob. Yes, hello and welcome to the Better the Bookshelf podcast, our little book club, book cult, book something or other. Episode 44, our 2019 recap slash, hey, it's 2020 now, we're in yeah. a new decade. So it's a new decade of reading, a new decade of podcasting. A new decade of probably mostly the same stuff, just because not a lot's really changed. But yeah, hey, yeah. hi. How's Hello. it going? Good. So this is going to be pretty laid back. I like these episodes. Chill. I like these episodes. We've only had a couple. Okay. Um, but they, you know, it's it's always fun to kind of like look back uh, the last, I don't know, 20 or so, 30, 40, a million books that we've read. Yeah. I'm just projecting out to the future and... Take a moment to 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 have a gander at them. Talk a little bit about that, and uh, kind of see what the next year is going to bring for us. Yeah, see if there's anything new and exciting going on, or you know, any fun or interesting, perhaps book related resolutions that you're making. Mm. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about like why we did this in the first place. Because I I know we talked about it like episode one, and I think we've talked about it maybe like once or twice. Uh, but you want to regale everybody with like how or why we even came up with this podcast in the first place. So I imagine this was a Christmas party a few years ago. Yeah. Right before it should have been like 2017 going into 2018. Yeah. I think it was a Christmas party. We were just talking. Um, oh yeah. It was cause after Christmas, I, my sister got me, uh, one of the things I put on my list was just like, Hey, give me books. And my sister, she's, uh, she's an avid reader. Um, and so she'd gotten me a bunch of books. And I was like, oh, hey, thanks, sis. I was like, I have all these books now. And I, I, I like <laughs> was going to put them on my bookshelf. And I was like, oh, look at all these other books that I bought and never got around to reading because I just like never read fiction. Yeah. And so uh, we had um, in previous in previous other outlets in our life had kind of made podcasts or just joked around and, and things like that. And so I brought that to your attention, knowing that you were probably the most literate of my friend group. Yeah. Um, so, which isn't saying much, but... Yeah, no, it's not. Love them. Although, um, I am the worst at literary trivia, we found out over yeah. a course of several years. Apparently, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we, we were just talking about that, like, hey, you like to read, I like to read, but I haven't really read a lot of fiction lately, I've kind of been slacking off, I don't really have this sort of accountability measure, why don't we create something as an accountability measure that's also fun, Yeah, something that we can do and maybe get a little traction from that and do other things and who knows, but that's basically how it started. And, you know, we jumped forward. We, we kind of 
tabled the idea and spitballed it around. And then finally, you know, three, four months later, we said, all right, let's do it. Let's just pick a book, read it. We'll jump in there. And then we did. And can that book, Lolita, because yeah. <laughs> we're like, probably shouldn't start off with this one. This one's got a lot of like other weird literary yeah. references. And, and we've ignored it since. Yeah, we'll get there. Maybe. I don't know. That's like a book for 2050. <laughs> after we, Our after last we... episode, the last episode we ever make is going to be Lolita. That, that's, that's actually that's actually a good plan. That's, that's, how we'll, that's how we'll come full circle. But we shelved that and then went with Hemingway. And then, you yeah. know, here we are. Uh, Basically two years after. I mean, the formation yeah. of the idea has been around for two years. We've only recorded for a little under that, but we'll celebrate it as though it's been two years. Absolutely. So. And and anybody that knows us, uh, I think, would be a little bit surprised that we've uh, we've lasted this long. We're stuck to our guns. And, uh, yeah, we've had a few adjustments, you know, up and down with uh, with timing and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And there, I mean, certainly there are books that uh, I think early on, man, we had a few that, that really tested us. Foundation was one of them. Sound of yeah. Fury was one of them. I mean, yep. we went really early with these and it was kind of, whoo, these are testing us. And really that back last few months of uh, 2018 into into last year where we kind of like hit a stride and things have, things have really gotten a lot easier from a standpoint of the the process that we take here. And I think that's reflected in a lot of the book choices that we had this mm-hmm. last year. Cause we definitely went with some, we went with some books that were kind of out there, some things that were, you know, we just kind of like, it's uh, people folded in a bottle. We'll read this Kraken book. Yeah. Yeah. Versus the year before we were very meticulous. It was like, all right, well we need to, we want to read this book because it's, you know, it's right. We, we had a lot of more well-known books, I think the first year. And yep. We kind of interspersed some some interesting stuff there versus this last year where we just kind of went we in some ways we, we kind of went a little wall. we went a little a little wheels off which I think was fun um, but I think going into twenty twenty we're definitely going to kind of find like a a nice medium there yes where we'll we'll have uh, we'll have some interesting and I know you have kind of a plan for the books that you want to tackle for this year that'll help us have that that sort of interesting newness to a lot of the things that we're doing while still trying to. I, I know I'm going to try to get a lot more uh, modern, not necessarily bestsellers, but I've, I have a tendency to kind of favor older books to, sure, to newer sure. ones. So I'm going to try to be a little bit more all over representative of that. But okay. I just got way off topic there because we were just no. talking about the history of how this uh, first started. But the, the history is the future. Oh my god! Just, just chew on chew on that. That's my mind exploding. So let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Uh, how do you how do you feel about like having read? I mean, almost should be forty some odd books at this point. Um, I mean, I it's one of those things. It's weird because I don't personally feel as though I'm like uh, so much more well read. I mean, forty yeah. books forty books is a lot, but in the same sphere, it's really not. Yeah. Um, but it is strange because I feel like I'm so much. Uh, I feel like I I can just lord my book knowledge in so much like so much better ways now because it's anytime I encounter something or there's like a trope in uh in some other form of media or a story I can go oh this is a lot like this and you know it really is it really is nice having that broader swath I guess of just material that I've absorbed to kind of digest and you know it it's it was one of those things like it seemed really daunting at yeah. first because just like, you know, every two weeks kind of churning out a book and, you know, we sometimes we'll need like a book to kind of take it off. And so we'll throw in like a layup book to kind of 
get a break, but we, right, we, we right. hadn't had those in a while. We, well, I guess Silent Night was kind of yeah, a, little a, bit. a little bit of a layup, but that was more so just because it was the Christmas episode. But yeah, it definitely feels, I don't know, I think that it's helped a lot with my recall. I think yeah. specifically the, the podcast element of it, because if I read a bunch of books, that's great, because mm-hmm. you read them, you have your thoughts about them, and then whoosh, they're gone. Yeah. But having the podcast, having something to come to and, and to talk about it, it really gives a lot of the the ideas and things that are happening and the stories in these books a lot more permanence within within my mind. And that's, yeah. That's been immensely helpful, I think, even outside of that, just having a more... Um, foundational approach to discussing something like, you know, a book. Because right. now it's kind of like, okay, I can kind of, you see this bleed over into a lot of other things, whether it's mo- talking movies with people or talking any of this other, like I'm so used to um, the process of this, mm-hmm. of the back and forth of, of analyzing that it's really been incredibly beneficial for like how I absorb all other types of media. Yeah. So that's been a real like unintended consequence of this that I've actually kind of thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I think, you know, number one, there's there's something about like just growing your like reading list or, yeah. you know, your literally the books on your on your bookshelf. There there is some accomplishment and that's why I always try to buy physical copies of just being able to like see, you know, this is this is what I've accomplished. This yeah. is this is what I've consumed. Um I think the other thing for me is like really around like time, right? So like, you know, we spend, I don't know, maybe three hours a week, like, you know, actually reading uh, most books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're really like taking your time and like getting interrupted and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it doesn't take us more than six hours to finish any given book. A lot of books, you know, will finish in uh, like two or three sittings, right? Yeah. So um, I always think back to like, you know, 40 is not a big number. Um, 45 is not a, not a huge number of books. 50 is not a huge number of books. Um, and even the hours assigned to that is is not a huge chunk of my life. Um, but God, what, what was I wasting my time on? You sure. Know, I, I, I feel like my time reading is so much more productive than whatever it is that I was, you know, doing or not doing uh, when I was not reading before. And uh, I feel a little bit less guilty, like um, having the like accountability of like being able to consume things at a at a pace that you know maybe isn't um, what I always want to do, right? Like mm-hmm. I knew we had to get uh, our our next book done, so I just you know sat down and in one sitting knocked it out. And it's kind of nice with the podcast to have that uh, sort of motivation, right? Because we have to come to you know an audience and and talk about that. Um, so that's that's changed for me. I think the other thing I wanted to ask you about is that um, I was browsing Reddit the other day and somebody was asking about like uh, how people read and like whether or not you read in like a monotone voice, you like assign like voices or you read with like real enthusiasm, like when you're not reading aloud. And I realized that like I, I apparently I'm on like the boring side of how I read because I read pretty monotone, like my mm-hmm. internal monologue is is just sort of that and i feel like i was missing out like in some ways with some of the books that were maybe more colorful by not sort of interjecting the same sort of voice that i would you know at least try to read aloud on do do you read in that sort of like monotone 
like narrative in your mind or do you have like apparently people have all different ways of like reading which i've never even thought about sure um yeah there's like the audiobook style right where you have your narrator voice yeah. and then your kind of character voice i have something kind of similar to that i don't you know when if, if it's like dialogue in between characters i'm not like switching back and forth in sure, my sure. mind and giving them different voices but i definitely have two voices i have a narrator voice and then i have like a like a character voice and so okay. um I'm, it's very kind of like monotone, um, straight whenever I get a lot of sort of, we have third person narrators so we mm -hmm. have a lot of these overarching details. And then I do, I kind of get in a more just sort of like personal, how I think and talk and all that sort of voice yeah. in my head whenever I'm reading characters' thoughts or reading like immediate character actions or character, you know, bits like that. So I would say, I would say I'm more so towards your side and having that okay. more kind of singular voice but i do have there is a slight difference for me between when i'm talking kind of in, in narrator versus in character yeah but yeah no i mean i i can definitely understand um i've i've listened to plenty of books on on audible that have that narrator that reads it very very animatedly and they yeah. have all the different character voices and that works for some works, sure, for, sure. for some pieces that, that works really well, but it all kind of comes down to the subject matter, the themes and all that. Yeah. Sometimes it works as a compliment. Sometimes it seems like just a weird gimmick and it's just like, yeah. uh, just read me the, the book. I just want to listen to the book and digest it myself because that, for the most part, I like listening to books that are done uh -huh. very straight and monotone because then it's like I'm hearing the words and then... I am personally the one kind of shifting things around and yeah. giving characters that sort of identity within my own thoughts. So, yeah, it just really like warped my brain. Uh, I guess it was before before the last book we read um, that that I had read that, and I was just sort of mulling over like, have I been boring myself by like not uh, yeah. reading with more enthusiasm? So, trying to like make a conscious effort this next year to like change my reading voice and see how that goes. You know, yeah. obviously like nonfiction, it's not going to be possible, but sure. uh, yeah, I mean, it, I'm going to give it a try and, and I'll report back. Well, the next book's a graphic novel, right? Yeah. So that should help. That should automatically get you in kind of a more relaxed and all over the place type voice. Exactly. It's going to be a good place to, to start with that. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll get tested, you know, with, with few future episodes when we get back into like, you know, more like literary kind of stuff. Um, like Nickel Boys, I expect is going to be a bit of a of a departure just in like subject matter and stuff to be like yeah. sort of enthusiastic about. But I do find too that it's uh, it's a good thing to like hear authors like read their own work. Yeah. So like uh, I probably mentioned it before, but uh, like hearing David Sedaris like with you know his intonation and like th he's very enthusiastic and uh, comical like when when he reads. And uh, I think after you hear him, then it sort of brings that livelihood to some of his stuff and you see that it, it's a bit more um, whimsical or dramatic uh, maybe is a better word than, yeah. you know, what, what is just presenting itself on the page. So um, anyway, I, I just had that like weird, weird thought as I was kind of going back yeah. through our, our list of books for 2019, because I feel like it was a little bit of a rough year uh, with, with some of our, some of our books. I don't know if it was a rough year. Like I said, I think the 2018 with it kind of being our first steps into the podcast, we were very safe a lot with some of the suggestions. We kind of went with 
some modern canons, some yeah. early 20th century canon, some weird little bits inter- interjected there. But then you kind of look, as I as I look now, you kind yeah. of look at our, our reading list for this last year, and man, we just kind of went, we kind of went all over the place, especially the last probably three or four months where we're very, we're just, you know... Yeah, We're just experimenting around. So, so. I'm just going to read all these off, so so people who maybe hasn't like looked at our calendar year knows what what we've gone through. So we started with the Underground Railroad, then we did Beloved, Salvage the Bones, The Wasp Factory, Every Man, You Know You Want This, The Big Sleep, Slaughterhouse Five, The Savage Detectives, The Grapes of Wrath, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, the first first book in that trilogy. Uh, Asymmetry, Ghost Boys, The Sympathizer, The Stranger, On the Beach, Kraken, On Earth Briefly Gorgeous, and the nonfiction Silent Night. Yeah. So that's that's a you know pretty decent list of of stuff covering a pretty wide swath of of topics. But like when I think back to 2018, there were a lot more books that like I was I was more excited about than almost anything that we read. I think there were a few standouts in 2019 for me that, you know, kind of pull it all together early on, but it was, it was a weird like back half. Yeah. Definitely. I also feel like, I feel like you excluded one. I think at the very beginning, it was heart of a dog, not in 2019. Heart of a dog. Uh, I thought that was in 2019. Yeah, that was the but first was one like we did. That was the first one we did. And then we also did the, the poetry with yeah, uh, Christina. Christina yep. So yeah, it, I mean, we had a, we had a theme in February and then we kind of went into March and did some more kind of just free for me stuff. And then I would say there was about uh, four episodes there when Slaughterhouse Five, Savage Detectives, Grapes of Wrath, Hitchhiker's Guide, where we went with some staples. We yep, went, yep. I mean, Savage Detectives is probably the biggest deviation from there. And that's still even kind of in yeah. that sort of modern, uh, like Central American yep. sort of uh, fiction. That's kind of a big deal within that uh, subset. And then, you know, you have that surrounded by Slaughterhouse-Five, kind of modern canon, Grapes of Wrath canon, Hitchhiker's Guide, kind of modern comedy yeah. sci-fi canon. And then, yeah, and then we got into Asymmetry, Ghost Boys, although Ghost Boys was, again, kind of a, a, a one-off young Out adult on a thing. Limb. Yeah. We did. Um, and then Sympathizer, Stranger on the Beach, Kraken on Earth, really gorgeous. We kind of just went with some some interesting things to, yeah. to fill it out. So I... You know, I think that I think that we ended on an interesting note because I don't think of the last five or six books that we that we did, we we weren't very universally. You know, we were I, I we were mostly middle, lower, yeah, donate. maybe maybe got up a couple to yeah. the the higher shelf, but I don't know how much of that is a product of, and it you know it'll be interesting to see this the year going forward, but. I would be interested to go back and see kind of like or think kind of like how our view towards these things shaped and maybe the criteria that we maybe not communicate, but within our minds, you know, I know I've definitely gotten uh, I've gotten kind of a higher standard for some of the books that we've read lately, just because it's like, well, I've read so many now that I, I, I am less likely to give these things kind of like an independent sort of benefit of a doubt whenever something creeps in and you go. Well, that was an interesting choice. They did this. I liked when this book did this because that seemed to be more effective in conveying something. Right, so, right. Man, this wasn't as effective for me, so I'm gonna downgrade it some. And 
maybe that's something that I should work on this year too, is doing a little bit more of uh, reading in a vacuum. Yes. I do like to relate to a lot of things that we read, but I, you know, I, I think that that definitely can hinder the ability to, to give each individual book its own kind of fair due, because yeah. I think they should be read in a vacuum unless, you know, you're reading a series, but it's hard, man. It's hard to it do is. that, especially when you're, when you're consuming so many books. You know, if I were to read a book over the course of like six months where it's just, this is the only thing that I'm consuming, this is the only thing that's, that's kind of being in my mind sort of churning over, it'd yeah. be a lot easier to give that a vacuum. But we're, we're, we're pumping one out every two yeah. weeks, so it's tough. You it, get a lot of blending. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the, the other thing I think I learned <laughs> this year is it's, well, I should say it sort of reaffirms, um, is that the people who tend to offer their opinions um, for either book awards or for just sort of online stuff like Goodreads um, tend to be a certain type of, of reader. Yeah. And uh, that I think doesn't align with like what I would enjoy. Right. And so not all the time. Yeah. yeah so like, like some of the books like uh, on earth are briefly gorgeous. I got from, um, from a bookstore, like uh, basically like best of 2019 voting that they were doing. Well, you got our good reads. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was highly rated, and I sort of made this selection by looking at uh, reviews and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I agree with, like, where it was placed in that um, at all. But you're now, still pretty, pretty well yeah, up on this book. But, but when, I, when I think about, like, really just boil it down. Like, I want to read stuff that I enjoy, right? Yeah. Um, there, there are times to be tested. Um, in either your knowledge of a subject or just composition, style, you know, those those sort of things. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I'm going to invest like my brain power in, you know, consuming something and then having a podcast where I, you know, talk about that, uh, I, I do want it to be an enjoyable process. And there were a lot of books this year that were not as enjoyable as as other other books. And a lot of that was self-imposed, you know, because I got into uh, this idea that like, maybe I should like consider, you know, book awards. Maybe I should consider, uh, you know, some of these best of lists. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it didn't work out in any of, any of the books that, that I picked the way that the way that I anticipated it to. Yeah. I don't think there was, there was not one that was just like a home run. We both were just absolutely high on it. It, It paid off. It's something we would have never sought out, but because of, this avenue, we found it, and we just fell in love with the book. I don't think exactly. that ever panned out this year. Yeah, no, it it really didn't. And but but also, I think it's a lot easier to be, I think, kinder to books the further you're removed from them. Yeah, like even now when I think of Kraken, um, I'm like, was it really as bad as as or beloved I, I made it out to be? Or yeah, I'm, that's that's another one that we mutually did not like. Um, but then. Uh, I had somebody reach out about about Kraken and gave me like a whole like piece of their mind about about the book and yeah it was like the same thing yeah this book sucks like it's just bad yeah and yeah so hopefully 2019 less uh less trusting other people um oh, you that, mean in 2020 uh, yeah oh my god I've already done it I haven't written any checks or anything but I've already already screwed up the year yeah it's easy it's yeah. just 2020 it's duplicated. Uh, okay, so what was your f- 
favorite book of of this year? Favorite book of 2019. Man, um, including Heart of a Dog. Including Heart of a Dog. That's not, that wouldn't be it. That was an okay book. Underground Railroad's up there. And don't forget about More Than You Were. More Than You Were. Christina Thatcher. It's hard to compare that. Poetry. Yeah. That was just on a different thing. Like, I enjoyed that, but it's it's just different from like a novel. Sure. Um, Hmm. Stranger was interesting. I think the further and further removed I am from the big sleep, the more I enjoy the ridiculous, like, dated feel of that. Just, uh, yeah. But I'm probably going to say Underground Railroad. So, like, okay. you got to go all the way back to, like, our second book of the year um, for probably, I think, my favorite one that we did. Every Man was good, too. I forgot yeah. about Every Man. I, I did like that. So it's it, it's really cloudy at the top. But okay. Underground Railroad's probably at the top of that pile. I would say Underground Railroad... Salvage the Bones are probably pretty closely one and two. I, I still think that I just I I really enjoyed the world that Whitehead built in the Underground Railroad. Sure. So it's really hard for me to to not say that that's not my number one for the year. Yeah. And then it was it was like yeah basically all downhill from <laughs> it wasn't all downhill we had some yeah. we had some ups and downs but uh so what what book did you think that you were going to like the most and ended up liking least, I guess. On the, the beach. On the beach? Yeah. Uh, the, I, I On the beach, probably a close second would have been Kraken. So, you know, that was okay. a nice little two-week or uh, two-episode span for us. Um, Wasp Factory was just weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know it was... That was our first double dip into a previous author with yeah. Banks. And it was just... I don't know. I, I loved... I love Despedere Street, and then Wasp Factory was just odd and not amazing. But yeah, probably on the beach and Kraken. Okay, because man, I just was I fell victim to the back cover hype. Yeah, that's that's true. We we both did. I think mine would probably be the Big Sleep. Yeah, um, I I was really like intrigued by that, and then really really didn't like it. <laughs> Such a Raymond Chandler hater. Yeah, eh, it is. It is what it is. But uh, okay, so what's what's a book that you were um, that you were really low on going in, and and it surprised you, or I should just say, what book surprised you the most? Um, hmm. If I'm going back and looking, I want to say actually probably um, sympathizer asymmetry. I think going okay. into those, I hadn't, I, I was just a blank canvas to yeah. either of those. I was not really expecting much. And I definitely think of those two. I enjoyed the sympathizer more. I, I kind of had a little bit more of an expectation of that, but those, because those are the two books that stand out to me that again, I went in with like no preconceptions as to what the story was going to be about and just read it. And that seemed to be kind of the, the winning ticket for me being surprised, some negatively, but mostly positively, is by okay. not kind of having that sort of image in my mind of what this is going to be. Yeah, I think I think mine was Hitchhikers, um, because I I knew like the I knew it was going to be entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I was not prepared for how absolutely like fun it was going sure. to be to read. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was absurd and and like quirky and and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Just there's. Something about that book that just really like struck a chord with me that I just I was not expecting. 
caught me off guard. Okay. What's your least favorite book we did last year? Uh, Kraken, hands down. No really? Question, no questions asked. Yeah. That yeah. that book can. That was a rough. That was a yeah. rough last few episodes for us, I guess. In, in expectations, I would probably say. On Earth, we're briefly gorgeous, and you can go back to that episode and listen all to it. I don't. Yep. I don't think that it's a bad book. I just it was a book that did not connect with not me for in you. any way, shape, or form, and That's so fair. it was just a it was just a chore to read for me. Um, other than Whitehead, because we already know he's on the on the slate for twenty twenty episodes. What is uh, another writer that you earnestly want to read? Another book by. I mean, Douglas Adams is an easy one there. We've even brought it up how we want to eventually get back to maybe a few more of the Hitchhikers ones. So that's a really easy include for me there. Vonnegut, again, I think Slaughterhouse Five, you know, Vonnegut has a really big library of things for us to read. Yeah. So there's some, like, I'd be interested in Cat's Cradle or uh, Galapagos, things like that. Those have always kind of been on the, like, really, really long list for books to pull in. So I could definitely see Vonnegut or Douglas Adams coming back this year. Okay. What about you? Uh, man, I don't know. Vonnegut, I think just because uh, there are so many things that are that have always been mentioned, like uh, his other books sort of in periphery yeah. of like my like college reading and stuff, yeah. that I don't really know what to expect out of anything other than Slaughterhouse. Um, man, I think Viet Tan Nguyen was an astonishingly good writer. Yeah. And I th- I think probably of anybody that, that we've read of like sort of the modern writers, I think is most intriguing to me. Like, so I, th- I think he would probably be on my, on my list to, yeah. to reread a third or, inclusion. A third inclusion for me, I guess would be uh Tony Morrison only because I felt like so much of the problem I had with beloved was the story and not the actual writing. Cause yeah. you know, like a very, a Nobel prize winning author, right? Right. right. Like, the writing was never the issue. The issue was just kind of like the story and uh, well, the writing was kind of, but it was the stylistic choices, not necessarily like the skill behind it. So I would definitely be open to some Tony Morrison this year too, but it would have to be like the right book. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I I I still feel a little bit bad for not liking Beloved, but it's just it's like we talked about in that episode. Like, us, yeah, I mean, it's just it's okay to not like things that other people like, sure. and it, it doesn't mean that you have bad taste or uh, you know, it could mean that you don't get something right. Like, you just don't have the background to relate to to something, which is you know part of the I think our problem with with Beloved is that we just don't have the same sort of like social background that would, you know, sort of set us up to, to feel for some of these, these characters. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, I always feel a little bit bad though, when I just don't like somebody that you're, you know, kind of quote unquote supposed to revere. So Morrison yeah. for that reason is, is probably somebody that's, that's good. Um, what would it take for you to read the sequel of Kraken? Like what? What would I have to do to entice you to do that for this podcast? Not saying that there is not a sequel, as far as I know. But sure. If Kraken Two, the Retribution, Electric of, Boogaloo, uh, yeah, Squiddy. Ah, that'd be really tough. Um, I don't know if there's anything that would get me to read the sequel to that book, short of some financial incentive. Okay. To it. <laughs> I mean, uh, would a hundred dollars do it? Sure. Hundred bucks. That's it. 
I mean, it's just reading a book. It's not that big of a deal, but it's just the it's the principle of it. Yeah. Like I'm not going to a dollar a page is is what it would take for me. A dollar a page. A dollar a page. Like what? if if you handed me That's the book, Steve. If What's you handed your me the book, word? there would have to be a two dollar bill in every single page in the book just so that I would read it. Oh, like uh, like every every sure. single page, one dollar. God, yeah, cracking. Is that is that you're the worst book? I mean, I think you've said that's your least favorite, but like objectively, objectively, Blood Meridian is still the worst. Really, Blood Meridian is still the worst. Oh my god, that time has not yeah, soothed that no, for you. You and your Cormac and McCarthy. And it's one of our it's one unfounded. of our most popular. It is it is perfectly founded. I don't think. And I'm not going to rehash my Cormac McCarthy thing. For yeah, you we've got year. two episodes yeah. probably of that. You go listen to Blood Meridian and our 2018 yeah. year in recap. You'll get, get a good dose of of me hating on McCarthy. But yeah, I just because that book was so much of a chore for me to get through yeah kraken as unenjoyable and ridiculous as it was um wasn't quite as much of a slog fest fair enough it was it was an easier read yeah. what, what is what is your least favorite all time uh i don't know foundation's a pretty pretty good one out there beloved just because again for all the reasons we covered um wasp factory but actually, still, just because it's fresh in my mind, it's got to be on Earth. We're briefly gorgeous. I just, yeah, it was, it was. I'm sure an interesting book to a lot of people. It just checked every box for what turns me off of reading. That's so. fair. That's perfectly fair. So yeah. Um. So do you have any do you have any goals for the podcast for for 2020 other than read good books? Read good books. Um. I know you're doing a very kind of you're experimenting with different. Uh, forms i know we're doing a graphic novel and i'm not sure what you're going to do after but yeah i know that that's kind of a primary thing for you this year um i don't have any specific criteria for the books that i'm picking i think just the biggest thing that i would have this year is trying to approach each book in a vacuum and trying to whereas you're trying to now flip and get a lot more information before reading yeah books to yep. help with your selections i'm going to definitely be uh, approaching every book as open-minded and, and putting into, uh, you know, putting myself into a very blank slate kind of state when reading it. But okay. as far as the books that I'm picking, no, I think that I, I think that I'm still going to not have like a specific criteria for the books that I pick. I'm just going to kind of yeah. go with what I encounter and what feels good. I've got some okay. that have literally just been sitting on the to read soon shelf for a while and, this is a year that I'm going to bust out a couple that I've been thinking about even back when we were on like episode five and I was kicking around ideas. So yeah, we'll have some interesting ones there and I'm open to, I'm open to the idea of having theme months or stuff like that too. That I think that would be fun and interesting. Or, For sure. I know we, we've done some spotlights previously. We did uh kind of African-American writers. We did female writers. I'm down to definitely venture did. and have theme, uh, theme sort of centric yeah. pairs of episodes like that. So well, I know we're going to do, um, like you said, I'm going to have the theme of like different mediums. So we got graphic novel, we're going to do play and then, um, I'm going to do memoir. We kind of did like a, uh, a memoir thing with, uh, uh, Sedaris. Uh, I, why can I not think of the book? Uh, diabetes with owls. Let's talk diabetes with owls. Yeah. Uh, let's explore. Diabetes let's explore. With it yeah. was literally on our little page. Well, whatever. Uh, um, 
we kind of did that there, but I want to go like full form like memoir. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not going to be quite as weird, but we really haven't done anything like that. Sure. And, uh, and then, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of liked I, I think we hit on some good books when I was doing the uh, uh, writers. I'm afraid to say I haven't read series there yeah. kind of uh, toward the, the middle of, of last year. Well, that was Vonnegut, right? That was that was Vonnegut, Vonnegut and what else? Um, Steinbeck, yeah. Steinbeck, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I think Douglas Adams was. Well, that was it was sort pick. of a mutual. Yeah. Well, we we were kind of batting that one around together, um, and that was that was definitely on my list. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some work on like trying to figure out um, maybe some like Pulitzer Prize winners because even though I just got done like shitting on awards and and like quote unquote book people, um, I have found a a strange pattern that when we have read Pulitzer Prize winning books, I've immensely enjoyed those. Yeah. They've been good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to like pick a a few Pulitzers this, this year, but it definitely seems to be a trend worth like keeping an eye on. Yeah. Genre fiction. We still, we still have gotten, we're two years deep. We hadn't read a horror book. We need to. We, need we hadn't to read erotic fiction. <laughs> oh God. We've read a western. I don't know that I want to talk. Nah, we're not going like, to about erotic, erotic fiction. fiction. But yeah, horror is definitely you know maybe after yeah, Whitehead. I've I, never I, read Stephen King. After Whitehead, I'm going to get a horror book. I'm going to I'm going to think of a horror book for us to put in there probably because it's just a genre we have not gone in yet. No. And uh, Kraken I feel like was close, but close. It, it was. More yeah. horrific in its and I feel like execution. I feel like horror is one of those genre fictions that's like very widespread, but not necessarily like yeah a, a well awarded genre. It's not really like highly praised for its uh, complexity, content. sure. Yeah. But you know, it's so it's so loved universally in mm-hmm. so many ways. I think that we're doing a disservice by not jumping into some some horror. You know, we should also just like we should get like a, a mass market like kind of like paperback or hardback like a john grisham uh you know clive cussler uh who, who else can you find in like every grocery store sure limited yeah. book thing nora roberts although that's yeah. romance yeah we'll get a self-help book a self-help book in there too we'll, oh yeah we'll read some tony robbins yeah and, and rich dad poor dad we'll get some that's my is that a real is that a real book yeah that's my sphere we'll read some what? uh we'll read some uh history like historical economics nonfiction in there and that sounds like a real fun episode yeah maybe do. a math textbook yeah something like that yeah how do you feel about geometry Jacob? God, i love nonfiction, but it's uh, our experiment with it with silent night just leads me to believe that it's never ever going to have inroads here because it's so hard to talk about well I, in I think, the way that we talk about yes books. exactly because neither of us are historians you are much more uh interested in that than i am i have very like focused uh like avenues of interest when it comes to to history and i, I think when it comes to talking about nonfiction. It's usually set in such a larger context that until you start to bring some of those other conversations yeah. and and complexity into a into a book that it's it's really hard to talk about like just a nonfiction yeah. book without going there, way outside. Yeah, the there's very few things within nonfiction that are so isolated that you can kind of get the full grasp of mm-hmm. everything that you need to take on this issue within the the scope of one book. Like so yeah. much of nonfiction, why it's such a a huge kind of field is because you have books that reference other books and then you have books that are kind of accompaniments and they sort yeah. of pair well or they offer kind of a counterpoint or they give you more of a it's like well this book is specifically kind of for this broader idea behind these specificities and it's yeah it can be tough from like a read it in two weeks kind of get it out there standpoint whereas with fiction 
for the most part, everything is such an isolated little like yep. microcosm. And it's it's really easy to kind of get in that, get lost in it, absorb it, and then talk about it. Yep. You got any like uh, fun or interesting personal uh, 2020 resolutions in, in this sphere? I know for me, one of the things I'm doing is I'm starting small. January, I'm doing two different things. My goal is to kind of like uh, build sort of a foundation of like good habits. Okay. Starting small. So typically... I want to break it up into like uh, physical and like uh, mental well-being. And then the other one is like creative and sort of that kind of like left brain, right brain. But so for I'm starting really simple. So in January, we're doing a gallon of water a day (laughs) drinking because that's such I'm I'm in such poor habit of like it'll be eight o'clock at night and Sarah will be like, how much water have you drank? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> What's what? I'm a raisin. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's on that side. And the other one I'm doing is uh, 30 minutes of it. There's no restricted. It's I, I say creative writing, but I have like a eight subject notebook, and like each one yeah. is like I jump back and forth depending on what's on my mind at that to- at that moment. But just like. Okay. Well, not 30 minutes, 26 minutes dedicated every day to that because that equals out to be something like three hours a week. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, we're starting at that. And then uh, in February, my thought process is if I'm doing something every day for 30 days, you know, you'll eventually kind of just build that into a habit that'll be baked in and then you can add more things on. So my goal kind of by the end of the year is to maybe get to like 30 or 40 yeah. different ones. Or I can even, I can even ramp it up because right now I'm just doing two. Maybe six months around, be like, you know, I'm going to do four. Like, yeah. I feel like I can take that on because I've done it now for a few months. So we're starting small. Okay. But yeah, that's something I'll I'll keep you updated on. I'm, I really want to include a lot more kind of like creative outlets through sure. uh, writing or just sort of that sphere in general okay. alongside, you know, your traditional health and wellness type New Year's stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of doing the the same sort of thing in a sense. Um, I got really good for for a while with like just time management, getting up early and you know doing my workout, uh, getting you know writing done um, and uh, and that sort of thing. And then uh, after my grandmother passed away, like late in 2018, like basically all of 2019 became like a an excuse to not take care of myself in a lot of ways, and yeah. like, you know, not, not work out to, you know, drink and eat, you know, like a heathen. And, uh, and, you know, part of that was a coping mechanism and certainly got me through, but you know, now it's, it's time to, to move past some of those things and get back in to a productive routine. So, um, I'm going to back, get back into that s- sort of stuff. And then, uh, the other thing that I, I didn't complete in 2019 was, my my book research um, was supposed to be done at the end of December. I was making myself a a hard line in the sand. You know, you, you got to stop reading about you know all this stuff and actually you know get down to to working a little bit harder on things. So I'm, I got, I have one book that I'm about halfway through. Um, when I'm done with that, uh, I'm done with my research. I'm cutting myself off and and focusing full time on writing. Matter of fact, uh, I was reading an, an interesting. Well, actually, it's it was the keynote from the conference that I went to. The, yeah, the AWP magazine uh, just published uh, all the stuff from Colson Whitehead, um, and uh, he said one, one of the things that he does is that uh, he aims to write eight pages a week. Yeah, so that's just a productive number for him. And I got to thinking, like, wow, I just need to set set myself, you know, a goal like that and just, you know, knock it out. If I start early in 2020, there's no reason I can't finish a complete first draft of this book and just be done with it. So that is, above all else, what I'm going to do. Eight pages a week. Okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. All righty. Let's wrap this bad boy up. It's been a fun year. Thank you so much for everyone listening. I've I've been really excited to 
continue this and to go into kind of year three of this. And this has yeah. been fun. And I know we've kind of changed digs, but I kind of like this little recording setup that That's we've got going on now. And so, bad. yeah, it gives us a little bit of a, a scenic view to work with. But I'm excited for what 2020 has for us on the podcast. But we would be remiss if we didn't start by saying what is kind of first off uh, for the year in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. You've so got a bit. Yeah. So first of all, I, I definitely want to say thank you again for for listening because uh, we had over 5,000 people listen. Uh, that's awesome. That is, uh, that's an astonishing number for, uh, a little podcast that like does no promotion outside of like me posting on Twitter to a menial number of followers Sure, and like word of mouth and some guerrilla marketing with, you know, bookmarks in, in the bookstore and, and that sort of thing. So, um, so it however is, you found us, whatever yeah. strange way you found us. We're glad you did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's been great to interact with with a few people, get some book suggestions. I've had some emails come through. You know, I w- want to try to find some ways in, in 2020 that we can more readily react uh, or interact, I should say, with with people like, you know, listeners uh, make selections uh, for, for books that are coming up potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do like a, a live episode. I'd, I'd like to try to find some some new ways to kind of build up that community. But notwithstanding, thank you. However, you found us for listening. It is it is great to have this this little community um, being built. So uh, next book that we're going to do is going to be the first kind of weird format book in my, my little weird format series. Yeah. We're going to read a graphic novel by Craig Thompson called Blankets. Um, and it is about uh, a Midwestern uh, high school kid um, kind of going through uh, navigating sort of religious topics with his family and his you know first real love and, and uh, kind of the growth away from, you know, those sort of things and, and changes in life. Um, so I think it's going to be, it's going to be really good. It'll uh, be interesting. It'll be really graphic good. novel. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, after that, we're going to revisit Whitehead. Yeah. We're going right back into it. I feel like a year is probably a good amount of time, but sure. I just saw, uh, his new book when, uh, a few weeks ago, well, not a few weeks ago, a while ago now, whenever I was getting, uh, on earth, we're briefly gorgeous. We're, we're going to read nickel boys, uh, by Colson Whitehead should be interesting. I yeah. mean, Again, going into it, we, we've kind of already vetted the 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 author, and so it's it'll be nice coming into a book and just being like, "Give me the story." Like, I don't need to worry about all these other things. I know that I'm going to get drawn into this and pulled into this, and yep, hopefully it'll be really good. So, yeah, yeah. That's... And then part three of that, um, then I guess that would be episode forty seven. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do a play. Um, and we're going to, we're going to take votes on Twitter. Um, if we can get enough people to tell us which of these two plays we should read. Uh, first one is who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. And the second is the importance of being earnest. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. So just totally, totally off the wall. Um, the next two selections. That one, I'm going to have a lot of character voices. I'm going to have to. Yeah. We should, we should like read out our favorite scene. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely do that. Have to do that. All right. Well, I, would also be remiss if I didn't say thank you for co-hosting this this little podcast. Hey, you do like 80% of the work. I just show up and just talk, talk. out my mouth hole. <laughs> well, it's it's a, it's a good little duo we got. It going. is. It's fun. So, uh, so again, thank you for listening uh, to this episode. Next episode is going to be Blankets by Craig Thompson. And until next time. Mm-hmm.